Good morning or good afternoon, whatever the case may be for you upon listening to my latest podcast for the review of the Rite of Confirmation, lesson number 60. For the purposes of this lesson, we are going to be looking at pages 241 through 244, and we are going to be reviewing the Rite of Confirmation. Our memory verse for this week, if you have not seen it yet, is Colossians 2, verses 6 to 7. It is worth 37 points, and you are allowed to use whichever version of the Bible is easiest for you. We're not going to be a stickler on that going forward. Today's timeless truth, God has called me to be his own. And our lesson focus is that the confirmants will understand the content of the rite of confirmation and its place in lifelong discipleship. Read out loud with me, if you will, under number 60, Review the Rite of Confirmation, consider this, subtitled Journey of Confirmation. Let's read that out loud together. At the beginning of your confirmation instruction, you made a timeline of your life of faith from your baptism up to that point. Now it's time to look back at your journey of confirmation instruction, beginning from when you first started in class to where you are now. If you would go ahead and take a few minutes, go ahead and write down what the beginning of your confirmation instruction looked like all the way back in sixth grade with Mrs. Fritz, leading up to this final lesson that we are going to be teaching you today. Go ahead and pause the lesson and come back when you're done. Welcome back. Well, was that a walk down memory lane for you or what? Well, we're coming up to the final lesson here. And although I know most of you are not going through the official rite of confirmation here at Faith, I do know you will probably be going through similar rites at your respective churches that you attend. And of course, you know some of you have just recently been baptized and we're still working on getting one of you baptized as soon as we're over the coronavirus. And this will be your confession of faith as well, not only at your baptism, but so you can commune at faith in perpetuity and become a communicant member of the church as well. So let's go on to the next paragraph after our subtitle in the light magenta color, the rite of confirmation. Before you actually receive the rite of confirmation, think about what you've done and learned from the beginning of confirmation instruction until now. Or around the timeline, write down and sketch some of these. Now, you can take a big sheet of paper if you like and use markers to make your timeline big so you can think about that. But I encourage you to do this activity so you can see what your spiritual formation is like. Obviously, I have no way of checking this if you've actually done it. And you certainly don't have to. But it is a fun exercise to think about especially if you're being confirmed at Faith Lutheran Church. Think about the descriptors of what confirmation class was like, things you did and said. Think about the big things you've learned. What were the lessons you learned from Mrs. Fritz and Mr. Yerk? And what were some of the big ideas I gave you this year? Some major events in your life that happened outside of confirmation class since you began. Maybe there was an unfortunate divorce in your family. Or maybe there was a new baby brother or sister born. List all these things or think about these things now. And are there any extra fun things that you got to do with your class? Like the trip down to Key West or 
any number of things you might have done that you had a lot of fun with. Think about those things. So you can understand the content and the right of confirmation taking its place in lifelong discipleship. When you're finished thinking about those things, you can turn to page 242. Now, let's walk through the rite of confirmation. This learning experience mirrors the first lesson in this series. And I know you didn't do it because this is a brand new book this year and we started at lesson 30. But it's still a good time to think back to that initial time that you started working on your Faith Alive curriculum last year. The rite of confirmation is, again, practicing speaking the parts that will happen during the confirmation itself. But it's also reflecting. It's reflecting on what your faith means. It's reflecting on what you believe. Now, you can discuss this with your family, like I suggested you do in your family time extra credit. Or you can discuss this when we come back together on Thursday for our Zoom conference meeting. So let's dig a little deeper on page 242. You've prepared for it. Now it's here. It's time to get ready for the big rite of confirmation where you will make some serious commitments to continue your faith in Jesus. This will happen in front of your pastor, your classmates, your congregation, and your family. This is a big deal. At the beginning of this course, you looked at your pledge. Let's revisit and take another good look at what you will say and what that means. Go ahead and work on this. And then when you get to an arrow, we're going to stop and we're going to take another look about what this means. Let's get started. First one. Do you this day in the presence of God in this congregation acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism? We all read the response together. Yes, I do. So let's pause here for a moment. What are the gifts that God gave you in baptism? Well, certainly they are forgiveness, life, and salvation that are yours through the means of grace. The means of grace, of course, being baptism, communion, and the word of God. And the times that I preach to you and tell you what the gospel of Jesus Christ is for the forgiveness of your sins. But your baptismal identity is a big one. What is your baptismal identity? What is your new life in Christ going to look like? And how is that going to be reflected in a lifelong relationship with Jesus as his ongoing disciple? Let's continue. Do you renounce the devil? We all join together. Yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I renounce them. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I do renounce them. Now let's pause here for a moment. What really does the devil want you to do? And how can you renounce his works and his ways in your daily life? I think this is a good time to reflect on how the Ten Commandments show us God's plan. Satan wants to destroy our faith. We renounce Satan's works and ways. In our baptized identities, we show that by clinging to God's word and striving to live according to God's plan for us and his creatures and his children. Let's continue. 
Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Yes, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Now, you've been working through this course of study for some time. But did you remember that Jesus went down to hell to tell the devil to his face that he no longer owned your soul, but you belong to Christ? Think about that. What a powerful thing for God to do, to let the devil know he no longer has claim on your soul. What a blessing. What a glorious thing to think about each and every day. Jesus' willingness to go to the very pits of hell to let the devil know he no longer gets to keep you. Let's continue. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let's pause for a moment and think about that with our arrow bullet point. Why do you suppose it's so important to personally confirm your belief in the creed during the rite of confirmation? After all, you probably say this all the time in church. Why is it such a big deal here? Well, the creed is not just something that belongs to worship, but it is also a personal statement of faith. Confirmation is saying that the creed, a summary of God's word, is your personal belief, and you'd rather die than renounce that faith. Let's continue on the top of page 243. Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired word of God? That is the whole Holy Bible from Genesis 1-1 all the way to the last verse of Revelation? Well, the answer is, I do. Do you confess the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the scriptures as you've learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? I do. Let's pause here for a moment and consider the arrow paragraph. Why is it so important for us that we take scripture seriously as the word of God and stick to the small catechism as being faithful and true? And What happens when people don't believe the word of God is true and when they don't have good guides to understand it? Well, without the word, we wouldn't know Christ. Let me be clear. Let me say that again so you don't miss it. Without the Word, the Holy Bible, we wouldn't know Christ. God's Word gives life. The small catechism helps us understand the timeless truth of God's Word. Let's continue. 
Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Our answer is, I do, by the grace of God. Let's pause here for a moment and consider that with the arrow bullet. With all you've learned about the sacrament of the altar, why do you think it's so critical for you to pledge to receive it faithfully? And what does the word faithfully mean here? Well, the sacrament is not to be taken often. Excuse me, let me correct that. The sacrament is to be taken often. Because we receive the sacrament in worship, worship needs to be a priority of life. It's not to be taken lightly. So faithfully means as much as we can whenever it's offered to us. Let's continue. Do you intend to live according to the word of God in faith, word and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? Say, I do by the grace of God. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? I do, by the grace of God. Let's pause here for a minute and consider our arrow bullet point. In your own words, explain why are, why are you personally pledging to suffer anything, even death, rather than give up your faith? This is probably the most serious pledge you will ever make. Let's continue. We rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and have received the teaching of the Lord. You've confessed the faith that has been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Insert your name here. And imagine me saying these words to you finally on your Confirmation Sunday. Whether your name is Russell, or Sierra, or Taylor, or Millie, or whoever is coming to Confirmation. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, Strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for your great goodness in bringing these, your sons and daughters, to the knowledge of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling them both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith, they may continue steadfast and victorious to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go ahead and create a prayer for yourself, asking God to keep you steadfast in the faith. Use this prayer as a guard guide and make it personal. Go ahead and pause the recording and write your prayer on the bottom of page 243 now. Okay, let's wrap this lesson up. The Anti-Diploma, top of page 244. 
The diploma is something you get at graduation. You will probably receive a confirmation certificate, but remember, this is not a diploma. It is actually an anti-diploma. It's not the end of something. It's the beginning of the rest of your life as God's child. He has created, redeemed, and called you to be his. You are not your own. Your identity, security, and meaning in life are all bound to your God-given identity in Christ. You are baptized. You receive the means of grace. And you live out your vocations. Fill out the anti-diploma below, writing down some ways you pledge to continue in the faith after the rite of confirmation. Now, this may seem sort of silly and childish to you. And if you think so, I want you to consider not thinking of confirmation at graduation. I want you to know that confirmation in Christian life should look like continuing to attend worship. Taking communion frequently, reading God's word, serving your neighbor while being involved in your local congregation. Keep all of this in mind, though, that this is all only possible through your adoption into God's family through Christ. And anything we do as God's people comes as a response to what he's already done for us. Now, in your learning log, if you would write one key point down and make sure you let me know what that is next time we get together. Also, I would like you to write a short version of the anti-diploma and give it to your parents and make sure they copy me on the note that you sent to them via an email so I can see your diploma of confirmation as well. Obviously, I know some of you are not being confirmed at Faith Lutheran Church. But you can think about this as your task in life, what God's given you to be in whatever context you may be and whatever church you go to. I think you can do that faithfully through this. Make sure your parent emails me a copy of what you did to them for them on the computer when you gave it for them to look at so they can forward it to me and show me how proud of you they really are. You guys have a great day today. I know it feels like a short lesson, but you got a lot of work to do. Please note that confirmation and your quiz questions are all covered in this lesson today. Please make sure you read, listen to it carefully so you have them all, all right? Don't forget, when confirmation begins, don't forget what a creed is. Please be aware of what your life would be like without the word of God. Make sure you understand confirmation is not graduation and Make sure you know what Christian life should look like. I look forward to seeing you again on Thursday, and I'm extremely excited about the new personal life management curriculum we will be starting the week after that. I'll be getting you details as soon as I have all the planning done and am prepared to give it to you over the air. God bless you, and the Lord be with you always, and I can't wait to be back with you guys again in person.